And welcome on into another ep- episode, edition, whatever you want to call it here of Weekend. Start that over. <laughs> no, I don't want to start that over. No, I don't know what it's called. I write, I, I, you know, it's Weekend Joe, driven by Mungadass St. Louis Acura, exclusively here on ClavesOnline.com. I am Joe Roderick, joined alongside by my sidekick, Andy Hanselman. Andy, what's going Hi. Oh, uh, you know, I don't want to start it over. I just, I, I do this, I run into this when I do This Day in History. Because I don't know, is it an episode? Is it an edition? I don't know what to call it. And if you go through and you listen to them like in succession, I think you'll see that I call it the, it depends, like you can tell if I call it an episode like three times in a row, that probably means I recorded three of those in a row. Or if I call it edition twice in a row, that means I did it that way. I mean, you could probably tell where I was when I was like writing the script for each one of those. I, I think you, you could go with it's a, it's a presentation. Ah, you see now. You see now. Tomorrow, I'm probably going to record like two or three of them, and I'll probably say this. You know, today's presentation. I'll probably say that now. Yeah, I like I like that because it. I mean, technically, we are a podcast. Yes. Um, and so it could be an episode. I like this right. edition, but changing it up to this to to the presentation or presentation if you, if you want to be super fancy. Yeah, like when I do the so uh, the the graphic that I've been posting, I just I put the date of the show and it's the rundown for that date uh, with the timestamps on it, and that's what you get for for that. I, I I just I do it that way, and I I don't know exactly how to how to call it or how to do it with with what we're. I mean, I've I've been calling. I think I've been calling the off the wall the episode of off the wall. I think I've been calling it for for that. So I I, I say since. That's a show. Yeah. Video. I think I think episode is is a is a good is a good term. Yeah. So I'm you know, I'm trying to uh trying to figure you out do, what to do with those. Do you boo? Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what it comes down to. So, uh, what we have on the show today, kind of going all over the uh, all over the place, uh, we'll have Andrew Perloff, McLovin. He'll be on the uh, he'll be on the show coming up in a few minutes. Then we uh, check in with Kenny Albert, who calls everything. I mean, he calls every single sport. Yeah, all all four major sports. Andy, didn't in he, didn't he call like like fifteen games in thirteen days one time or something? That, that probably sounds right. He, uh, I think people in St. Louis will remember him as the voice, uh, the TV voice for the Blues second and third round last year. Yes. And then he switched over and he was doing radio during the Stanley Cup final. So he followed the Blues for several games last year and spent a lot of time in St. Louis around this time one year ago. So we will uh, we'll talk with Kenny about that. And Kenny, uh, we talking with him, he's going to do a future episode of Off the Wall. Oh, really? with me yeah and already i was sitting there and i could see pictures in his background and he's been tweeting out scorecards from games that he uh called years ago and he uh he'll he'll be a good one for uh for that it'll be a uh, it'll be a lot of fun to have him on and and check in with him so I heard, a, I heard a door slam i'm wondering who's home because mrs hansel was not supposed to be home oh okay well, yeah it, uh, yeah no off the wall with kenny would be awesome yeah, I recorded. I did record one with McLovin. That'll air uh, in a week from a week from Monday. Well, I bet he has lots of cool stuff. He did. It was a uh, it was a fun one to do with uh, with him. Jen Langosh will be our guest this upcoming Monday. So uh, we have those, and then so. Uh, 
I, I touch on it briefly with McLovin in the interview with him. So I recorded, I, I had it all timed out to where I did back to back to back. I, I interviewed McLovin. I interviewed Kenny uh, Albert. And then I did an off the wall with Benjamin Hockman and Andy two of, and so with McLovin, I did the off the wall. Then I did the podcast and then I did the podcast with Kenny Albert. Then I did an off the wall with Hockman. The podcast with McLovin did not record, and the uh, Hockman's audio on Off the Wall did not record. Oh, no. <clears throat> so McLovin, luckily, like I, when I said, you know, when I, 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 when I, when I, was, I was so pissed about this, I was so mad at myself about this, but at least, like, I would have hated to have to go back to Kenny Albert and ask him to redo it. Sure. But I have a re, a good enough relationship with McLovin where he had no problem re, re-recording the podcast. And it, it was a completely different interview than the one we did. And then Hockman, I, I just I mean, I was just so upset And Hockman wanted to go back. He wanted to me to send him the video that we had and he was going to dub his own voice over it. <laughs> that probably it would have, but the issue I, I found was that you hear me breathing when he was supposed to be talking. So I don't think it would have sounded the best. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll go, we could just do it again. And I was like, if anything, I can, you'll be a test run for me because so far, all of these, I have asked that they not tell me what they're showing me ahead of time. I want to be surprised by it. Okay, and now that I know what Hockman has, we're going to go through and we're going to look at his house again the the same way that we did, and I'll see which one sounds better. I'll I'll see if it's better for me to know ahead of time what's uh, what they're going to show. So, in a way, it'll be uh, we'll kind of judge Hockman's second run based on uh, based on this. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But yeah, that'll God, be I, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I was upset about that. Hey, uh, what yeah, we? Uh, I mean, we've, yeah. I've done that before too. I think we've all done it at one point. Yeah, you know this this technology and stuff. It's just getting to me, Andy. It, right. it, it really is. I'm I'm trying to figure out all of these. Uh, I'm trying to figure out all these fun things to uh, to do and ways to record stuff. And I keep uh, I keep dropping the ball. On, so, uh, I wanted things. to ask you too, and yeah. I, I, I was going to ask you off the air, but I'll go ahead and ask you during the show. Do you think go moving forward, even like after social distancing restrictions are lifted, will you and I continue to record like this? I I don't know. I I think I mean this way it's working right now as yeah. far as the podcast go. I think maybe we uh, we incorporate other things into it when we go places. I sure. I don't know. I mean, the whole and what's funny is the idea of for what we had for Claves Online starting in March with the uh, the Cardinal season, Polo and I were going to record like this every day. And so this and this was before any of the social distancing, any of COVID-19 came out. We had plans of doing this every day. So I I don't know if you just add if it's just another addition into it. the way I see this is the people that will in media that will come out the best from this are the ones that are the most creative I, I think sure so that's that's kind of how I'm how I'm looking at it we'll we'll see who is uh who's the most creative over the uh, over the next 
you know, few weeks once things start to once restrictions start to let up and we start to get more sports. And I, this week, I, I, I tell you, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't sound awful. No, it's really it's convenient for both of us. Absolutely. Right. So, yeah, I would just just, you know, just kind of moving forward, kind of what your thoughts were. None. I, I don't. I don't know at the moment. I, I really am not sure what to. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's going to be times when we're, uh, if we decide to resume the weekend, Joe summer of golf. Uh, you know, going to see baseball games. There's going to be times when we will be recording together. But I just was talking like in general. Yeah, I, I'm not sure at the uh, at the moment. So also up on Claves online on the uh, on the website, we uh, have Claves does an interview with Danny Meyer, who is the founder of Shake Shack and Shake Shack made headlines a few weeks ago when they received the uh, the small business loan for $10 million from the government and then realized that they didn't need $10 million and realized that that was money that could actually go to small local businesses. And they returned the $10 million loan. And the CEO, the founder of Shake Shack, Danny Meyer, talks with Klaibs about uh, about all of that, really. Uh, they, they talk about the uh, they talk about that and, and more of how a restaurant, how businesses are dealing with the uh, with the coronavirus, with COVID-19. And you can hear that now by going over to the uh, by going to the Danny Meyer interview right here where you're listening to this. If you're listening to it on Klaibs Online or Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, it is available right there right now for uh, for for your listening uh, pleasure. So it is a neat guy who built a really, really cool business. So I would I would check out I would check yeah. it out. Sure. So we have. Guy. Yeah. We have that available on there. Some other uh, really good interviews coming your way next week on on, on Claves Online as well. So a lot to a uh, lot to find there over the uh, the next few days as we're putting out two, three different pieces of content each and every day over on Claves Online. Just finding stuff for uh, for people to uh, people to watch. As you know, we. We sit here and we we don't really have much to watch. I, I told you I watched Big Cat play NCAA 2014 on on Twitch, <laughs> uh, three four days a week, and that's that's my escape to sports right now, because I I am not one of those people that can go and watch old games. I am not I I have not been able to go back and watch games that are 10, 15, or even more years old. It's just not something I've been able to do yet. Yeah, you know, I've never really been an, an, an old game watcher either. Um, you know, because it's it's kind of hard when you when you know what happened. Plus, you know, I mean, I I watch a lot of sports, but I really don't watch a lot of sports. Like, I am not watching the Cardinals at home every single night of the week. Um, I, I am. I do. Yeah, that's. I right. I will watch them every single night. I just don't want to go back. I haven't gone back and watched the, the 2011 season. I haven't gone back and done that, but I know that people do yeah. really enjoy watching that. And St. Louis is definitely lucky enough to have, you know, you, you look at all of the world series runs in recent memory that they, that they have had in 2004 and 2006 and 2011 and 2013, that you've been able to go back and watch these, the, you know, be able to watch these, and then you have the blues from last year too that you're able to go back and, and relive all of those uh, memories from from that. So you have all of these you have all these games, all of these games that you can watch. But Andy, I'm wondering like what 
these cities that don't have great sports franchises and great sports memories, like what are they running? What are they showing to their to to their local fans these days? Like, is the city of Cleveland are they just rerunning? LeBron's single championship with the Cavaliers night in and night out. Just running the 2015 World Series. I mean, the 2015, 2016. They, I mean, I would imagine, well, radio wise, and I'm sure local TV, you could just run Chiefs games from last year. But uh, yeah, you have one good Royals team. Like, that's it. That's all you have. So I don't know. I'd be interested to find out. I mean, um, here, let's, let's see if we can find like, a Cleveland TV guide. <laughs> just go whatever Fox Sports Cleveland is. Yeah, check out whatever uh, whatever that might be, and and find that. Or like, what I mean, at least they have championships to show. What does the city of San Diego have? Ron Do they just, right? Are they just showing pictures of the beaches every day? Because the Chargers have never won, the Padres have never won. They they had the Clippers for a little bit, and the Clippers never won. So yeah, um, yeah, probably nothing. Right. <laughs> it, Portland just is re-showing over and over again the draft of Sam Bowie. Is that uh, is that what their their claim to fame is, or is it just all Portland Timbers games? So I, I feel like St. Louis, you know, they we we've gotten lucky with this. We we can show some, you know, there, there's you know cities that have had a drought for. 20, 30 years that, you know, what are they, what are they hanging on to over the, uh, over the years? So I, I think, you know, St. Louis, they, you have to really uh, be happy with the fact that we Very have stuff lucky. to watch. Yeah. That if you like to watch stuff, then yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's, it's a good time to be a St. Louis. And if you like, if you like watching old sports, I do like watching old highlight packages, especially like stuff from the eighties with, uh, like stuff like with with uh, the playoff series with the Giants in 1987 and the Cardinals, um, you know that I, lo- I love that kind of stuff. By the way, I have what uh, Fox Sports Ohio is showing. Okay, what are they showing? Uh, so today at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, they're showing the 2017 Indians Rewind 22-game win streak. Okay. Uh, this is the Cleveland Indians and New York Yankees. And then at 9.30, there's a high school sports insider. Uh, today at 9 or 10 Eastern time, building the Browns. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then at 10.30 Eastern, it's uh, in-depth with Graham Bensinger, uh, Kobe remembering a legend. Okay. All right. So I like, they I like, have. Uh, I like building the Browns. <laughs> from what year? I, I mean, that's they've been building that team for the past two, 20 years. I mean, they debuted. They they re-debuted in '99. So what is that? Is that what they're? Is just every year? Hey, this is uh, this is when we thought we had a chance in 2001. So come look at our team. Hey, I'm pretty sure that that could be what it is. Right. Here's where the pundits thought that we would go 13 and three, and we went 0 and 16. Follow us. We are the Cleveland Browns. And so. <clears throat> 
I tell you what, the NFL, though, the NFL has been killing it on the national level. They have benefited the most from this because they are not in season. So whenever they do have something to show, it's been all eyes on them with the draft and with the schedule announcement on Thursday night. They really have benefited from having the most eyes on them during the uh, during the shutdown, during the quarantine. So they have gotten very, very lucky. Now, will they be able to have games with fans come September? It's kind of still up in the air, but for right now, I mean, they just have to cross their fingers that something uh, something positive happens that allows them to actually play football. Yeah, um, I would imagine that you'll see half full NFL stadiums come September. Just a lot of social distancing. Yeah, and I think baseball will get a chance to kind of prove that first. They'll get a chance to. Yeah, to they're going to really be the guinea pigs of this whole deal. Um, you know, obviously, they're going to start with no fans. Um, in, right. Uh, and I guess we're going to have spring training or extended spring training here starting uh, around June 1st. For uh, and then and then baseball on July first is kind of what we're hearing right now. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, that's the current plan. Yes, going to go back down to Jupiter. Are they going to do spring training here in St. Louis? I I'm going to. I mean, I don't know if that's been announced. I don't, I don't know if that's been back, planned yet. Yeah, move the operation back down there. That's quite the undertaking. It's like twelve <clears throat> tractor trailer loads of stuff. Yeah. And, and then you're and then you're talking about having to get all the players to fly into Florida and then you're having to bring all the players back here and I think it just adds so much unneeded travel and unneeded steps to get back to baseball that there's not a point in doing it. What I'm going to do I'm going to call John Mazzei like myself. I'm going to offer up Tom Pyle Field here in Edwardsville. Oh, is that what you're going to do? So the Cardinals can have spring training right here in town. Yeah. They they can I, stay, they can stay at the country hearth and in suites. <laughs> I, I'm going to guess they'll be okay staying somewhere, uh, uh, finding a field over near uh, near Bush or just using Bush. I think that'll be the uh, – I think they'll be what? fine with that. I, I know you're looking forward to the uh, the Phil and Tiger and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning that's coming out. I'm looking forward to it too. I mean, it's going to be a fun night we of TV. Are, we are a week and two days away from live sports on television well, on Sunday – during the it's it's tailor made, uh, no the ball the the golf brand uh, presents that uh, that format with uh, Matthew Wolf yeah. and Rick Fowler who both went to uh, Oklahoma State and then um, who are the other two uh, Justin Johnson and Rory McIlroy yeah that the, gonna, we have that gonna, too they're going to play at Meta, uh, they're playing at Seminole yes Seminole Country Club which is um, I believe the uh, Dewitts are a member there if I'm not mistaken from what I understand. Highly, highly fancy and exclusive country club, and then uh, the week the, the week following will be uh, Tiger and Phil, and Peyton and Tom Brady at Medalist. Uh, now, just, it, just down the street. Now, explain to me how the uh, rules are going to work with that. So, I believe that the it's going to be Tiger and Tom against Phil and Peyton. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. No, it's it's no, it's Phil and uh, it's Tiger and I thought it was Tiger and uh, Peyton against right. Phil it and is. Brady. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> so it's going to be an alternate shot format. And the way alternate shot works, mm-hmm. there's two ways to play it. Uh, both players tee off from the first tee box. They pick the best shot to play from. Okay, so it'll always be Tiger or Phil's shot. Okay, right. So then, unless it's a par three. 
Right, and then somebody else, and then and then the other, who's ever shot they pick, the opposite, their, their teammate plays that second shot. Okay, and they and then they alternate until the until the ball is hold. Now the 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 alternate way of playing it is you can repeat that process on the second hole. Both players tee off, pick the best shot, keep going, or whoever hold, whoever made the putt on the last hole, their teammate tees off on the next hole. Okay. <clears throat> so. If you're, I mean, you're talking about a professional golfer teaming with an NFL quarterback. Who, I guess, what is the, is there a smart way going into that that you already know that they're going to play? Or is it kind of up in the air as to what a strategy would be? It's an alternate shot is one of the hardest formats that you can because half of the, half of the round is out of your control. Uh huh. Strategy would be, um, you know, and, and I don't think Tom or Peyton have very high handicaps. I think they're both pretty good golfers. Yeah. And they're all right. I think I think Peyton's about an eight. I think Tom Brady I might be a I think a six or a seven. Let's look. Tom Brady golf handicap. I know huh? Peyton's better Peyton is better than Tom Brady, and Tom Brady has admitted that. Tom Brady is an eight. <clears throat> Peyton Manning, oh, is a six point four. Is his index? So okay. he's a, he's a stroke. He's about a stroke and a half better per round. Um, these guys aren't going to be duffing shots and shanking shots. It's going to be, it'll be, it'll be a competitive match. Uh, you'll see that the the thing that you'll notice about Tom and Peyton, uh, it will be their distance to the pin. Uh, if they're on their approach shots, they won't be as close as Tiger and Phil. Um, I would imagine that Tiger and Phil can probably outdrive them. I don't know. Depends. Just depends on 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 how it's hit. Because you got to remember too, these guys were some of the best athletes of their time as well. So their their hand coordination yeah. is is going to be outstanding. Um, as far as a an a, a alternate shot strategy, I mean, it you just kind of pray that the other guy does a good job. <laughs> and that you're yeah, that your next shot is isn't to save theirs or get theirs out of trouble. That you actually have a chance at, at putting it in the hole or near the hole with, with oh, your just, next shot. I just Googled this. As part of the strategy of alternate shot is knowing the strengths of each team member when deciding which player should tee off on the odd or even numbered holes. The better driving player may decide to play the tee shot on the even numbered holes if they require a better driver of the golf ball. So I guess it just depends on the rules as well. Because if they if they are alternating who tees off as well, as you know, as another option of how to play the match, then that is also going to play in to the strategy too, if, if they go if they go even out. So, yeah, I can't wait to talk about it when they uh, when they play oh, coming up here in yeah. a uh, in a few weeks. It'll be a fun night on Twitter as well, watching it, uh, watching along with it as they uh, as as they do. So, hey, this is weekend Joe driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura. You can shop from home right now with Munganas St. Louis Acura. They will bring the vehicle to you. They will appraise your trade in and complete the paperwork all without you having to leave your home. Find out more information at St. Louis Acura. Dot com. And I got to say uh, thanks to Jamie because I have uh, 
I was wearing just those Munganass t-shirts in some of the videos that you see, the off-the-wall videos, and I texted Jamie and asked him if he could send me some new uh, Acura ones for uh, for this, and he sent me some really nice Acura polos. So not only uh, not only did he send me some Acura stuff, he he sent me Acura polos, so I feel like I look much more professional while uh, while doing these oh, nice. uh, these videos. Yeah. Hey, did I say that uh, that Dustin and Rory and Ricky and Matthew were at uh, were, were at Medalist? I think so. Yeah, they're at Seminole. Do you, I think you corrected yourself and said Seminole because I remember you said somebody was at Seminole. So yeah, and you, you Tiger did say and that. Bill and Payne and Tom are to be at Medalist. Okay. Yeah. Nope. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, want to thank, uh, do want to thank Jamie for, uh, for that. So the polos are a nice touch. I'm still, I'm wearing a hat when I do a lot of these because I'm still, I haven't done anything to my hair and I can't do anything with my hair right now. Uh, not going and getting a haircut, but I think the polos will look really, really nice when I have the, uh, when I have this facial hair cut into a, a mustache too. So it'll, oh, uh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, you could just, I mean, I'm you gonna, could. I'm going to be proud to be seen with you. Andy, you are looking, I mean, you're looking at me right now as we do this on video, and you can just see what this is going to look like when it's turned into just a, uh, just a mustache. I mean, it is, with this hair and the must, it's going to be a, it's going to be a look, I tell you what. You haven't seen me in a while, have you? I, I I don't believe I have. No, you're. I know you're. You you're in need of a haircut, right? You really really want to get a haircut badly, don't you? I just plugged my camera in. Okay. And, uh, well, maybe we can. Is it going to pop up? <laughs> it might in a second. Maybe we have to save it for uh, for crack slippers. And when uh, when you turn your camera on for that, I will get a uh, good look at that. But here's the lineup for the show today. We're going to take a quick break. McLovin will be on the other side. Then Kenny Albert. <laughs> And then, um, and and then, oh, I forgot to oh, mention, yeah, Big John yeah, McCarthy will uh, will be on the show, Andy. Well, that's exciting too. Yeah, and your camera just turned on, and yeah, your hair is all over the place. Oh man, it's just it's brutal. Yeah, yeah. So we'll uh, you you set your camera up, and we will come back and have those interviews lined up, ready to go, right here on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, here on ClabesOnline.com. This is Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, right here on ClavesOnline.com. Hey, have you thought about uh, buying or selling your home here in St. Louis? Well, Kevin Miller with Caldwell Banker Gundaker, he can help you out in doing so. Been selling and buying homes for well a few decades now. You can call him at 314-503-4999. That's 314-503-4999. That's Kevin Miller with Caldwell Banker Gundaker. And welcome back in to Weekend Joe here on ClabesOnline.com, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura as we head on out to the guest line and we welcome in from the Dan Patrick Show, one of the Danettes. He is McLovin, Andrew Perloff. What's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm good, man. Not a lot. You know, just 
keeping it hunkered down here in Brooklyn. Everything's quiet. <clears throat> Doing the DP show. Everything's pretty good. Yeah. We so uh, full disclosure. We we did talk yesterday, and I'm I'm still you know I feel like who was it the uh, what was it the Chevrolet guy from the World Series, the Giants and Royals World Series, where he stood up there with Madison Bumgarner talking about technology and stuff. I'm uh, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trust me. You you explained to me what went wrong, and you lost me immediately. I'm like, yeah, I it's terrible, but uh, you know, I should use this opportunity. My kids who are eight and nine are amazing at Zoom. I mean, amazing. Like they'll set up a sub chat room in like 30 seconds, and they would, you know, I'll send them to St. Louis and get this all fixed. Thank you. Yeah, that that'd be great. I mean, I feel like the kids and their IT department and everything that they're doing is, you know, they, they are they're they're the future, and they're they're proving that right now with with this. Oh my gosh, yeah, and I'm even older than you, but like it's ridiculous. Like, the, I mean, in all seriousness, they've raised on technology. Like, two year olds are swiping through iPads. It's just the level of knowledge is a completely different level, and this, you know, the quarantine has really showed that off because they are wizards. Right. And I think that we're, you know, hopefully schools don't realize how smart these kids are and just decide to not send them back and just do everything through the computers every day. Because I, I feel like they've learned that they could do that, but I, I can't I can't do it. He needs to be gone for seven, eight hours a day. Starting yeah. in the fall. Well, you know, um, my wife works for New York City schools and like, no, that's not a possibility. Like people need to work. In all yes. seriousness, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's a dual function. Obviously, you want to educate the kids. I personally, and my daughter's about 15 feet from me, I don't think they get as much from virtual. I mean, let's be honest. No. You know, and also the social stuff. And they miss it. Um, believe it or not, they miss it. Um, wait. I'm getting a head shake, but uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, you know, the social part is big. Um, now if I was, I don't know, it's funny. If I was like an eighth grade, I might be loving this, but it'd be better if there was live sports to watch that I would never go to school. That'd be oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. I mean, so here I, I live on the Illinois side. I live in a, in a subdivision in, on the Illinois side of St. Louis and my son like has two, two of his best friends live directly across the street and we're going on six weeks now of their only interaction being yelling to each other from from the driveway right now wow. i mean what is so what is life like in in brooklyn where everybody's on top of each other for the most part yeah i mean same exact thing though like we have friends who are two buildings away that we only see on zoom um no we do go on walks and it, you're right like the density is is a thing so you go on a walk it's you walk down a sideway sidewalk and you're bound to walk right by people so most people are wearing masks so that makes you feel better but it's uh it's pretty pretty wild i'm not surprised that it's spread so fast here because we really are on top of each other now i you know but i don't know i don't know if like the suburbs are next i obviously have no idea but it, the city is by definition more prone to this yeah, and I mean, I, I believe, you know, so the state of Illinois and the state of New York are probably two of the most strict when it comes to the, the new orders and the, the, the way the governors are handling stuff. But I mean, I'm, you know, I, I think Illinois is mostly because of Chicago and Chicago, very similar to what you guys are dealing with in New York. But yeah, I mean, some of the stuff just, I mean, what is like in, in New York, like grocery shopping, food? I mean, I know what the lifestyle is like out there. 
I, I can't imagine just how different life must be for you because I've, I've gotten used. I, I love grocery shopping. Yeah. I haven't been at in a grocery store now in, in almost two months and it's weird oh, you do, doing, you do online. I do the curbside pickup. I, I mean, I think in it's, it's Friday in about two hours I'm driving to Walmart and I'm picking stuff up at the at curbside and that's the way I've been doing it now for six weeks. Well, it's interesting. So I have a local market that's a block away that uh, you, you can go in and you socially distance. But I like to, I'm a Costco guy. And the line in the Brooklyn Costco, I'm not joking, it's two miles long from 8 a.m. on. I mean, because they have like, you have to be six feet apart in the yeah. line. And the Brooklyn Costco is so crowded anyway, because food is so expensive here that like Costco, Target, Walmart are just invaluable to people. Trader Joe's. Uh, they're, they're invaluable, but there's just the lines are too long now. I have no, I'm dying to go to Costco and, uh, because there's so many things, especially when you're stuck at home that you would use in bulk. So it's, it is a lot different because that the grocery stores here are crazy expensive, like twice as expensive as anything else. What is, uh, I know Dan Patrick, you can listen to it on, on radio, uh, national radio and uh, here in St. Louis, uh, Sirius XM is the, the best way of picking it up there. Uh, but, on uh, you could also watch it. You guys are now on YouTube. Uh, what is the biggest, what is the biggest change been like for you guys there? I mean, not going to the, to the man cave, you not having to commute to Connecticut every day. That is huge. Oh my God. I don't know how I'm going to go back to the my hour and a half drive every way. It is, uh, it's funny. I was just talking to one of the other dad at Seton about that. Like it's going to be a huge mental adjustment to get back in that car. But um, you know, it's funny. You recreate the same relationships over Zoom. Dan said it today. It was Friday. You know, he's like, oh my God, I'm just as annoyed with you guys now as I am when you're in the man cave. So it's amazing how you revert to where you were. And that's exactly where we're, we're really used to Zoom. Feels like normal life now. And with interviews, uh, have you guys, with, with the interviews you're doing, I mean, mostly it's been over the phone and that's the way, I mean, radio wise here in St. Louis, I always did everything over the phone. Every, for the past month now, every interview that I have done for this show has been on Skype or Zoom where I am looking at the person to where I don't know if I'm going to be able to go back to, to not seeing a, a person and talking to them face to face. Yeah, we want to incorporate uh, Zoom or actually probably Zoom or whatever application moving forward. We were talking about that the other day. It's been great. Um, as long as the audio quality is good, we would love to have guests on via Zoom. Um, you know, like I had Will Farrell evaluating my apartment decor the other day. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so much fun. It's a two-way street. I think the interview is better because they get to see you. Um, you know, we've had great interviews. And also, uh, we talked about this the other day, like people are more generous with their time like they don't want to hang up like they just don't want to like we have like these big actors on and they're just like hey let's let's talk i, I got nothing to do so the interviews have been great yeah and you know i think sportscasters you mentioned yesterday you mentioned jim nance just wanted to talk to you guys he just wanted to hang out you guys like that i mean you're seeing i just had kenny albert on the other day those guys they can find a way to do something social media wise do play-by-play -play for random events i think joe buck was doing that for a while actors and actresses they don't they, they can't do anything right now. I mean they are really just kind of stuck waiting for everything to restart. Yeah, they are totally shut down. And I mean the play by play thing is I think that, you know, Kenny Albert and I think of him and Tariko and like the real workhorses in our industry. Yeah. 
they, you know, I actually did one season of Thursday Night Football. Uh, I think Tariko, it was either, yeah, Tariko was doing it, not Fowler. And he was an animal. It's like his schedule was crazy. He's in St. Louis, right? Like it was, uh, it was somewhere out there, but he was never home. He would be on the road five days a week doing four games. And like, that has to be a bit addictive. I can't imagine what those guys are going through. And the actors though, they're kind of, they're probably a little, you know, actors, they're probably lazy. I don't know. I, I feel like they, if you're a good actor, you should be at least trying to write a screenplay or something. That's, that's what they should be doing. That's I think, yeah, that's what most people, I, I think you're, you're going to see who's going to come out of this being creative, who, who's going sure. to have those creative juices flowing and come out of this with new ideas of new content that they can, that they can possibly produce in the, uh, in the long run. You know, you and I were talking about it yesterday, a a lot of local TV, you guys, you know, right now it's big NFL stuff for you, but here in St. Louis, like we're missing baseball, but you see, you know, the radio, the Cardinals radio network or the, the, the station here, Fox Sports Midwest that the Cardinals are usually on, they're replaying a lot of old games that you're, that you're seeing. And I imagine is that, you know, locally in New York, is that kind of what they're doing? I mean, you have so much to choose from there. Well, no, because I won't, you know, we don't watch, I only watch ESPN, NFL Network, MLB Network. So there is a lot of old games. I gotta be, I'm going to be totally honest. I'm so sick of them. I have no interest anymore. I was into it the first week. I will not watch old games anymore. Like you're right. And by the way, they did show a Don Mattingly big game. I, I can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. I just like the the classic sports is just, it makes me miss the real sports. Yeah, I, you know, you know the outcome of it. It's it does it takes away. Like I could watch. You know, we we talked about the other day. I could watch 2005 Cardinals in the postseason. I I know that Brad Lidge, Albert Pujols home runs coming. You know, <laughs> I've seen the highlights of it a thousand <laughs> times, and that takes it away from me. But I I understand. You know, people are missing it. I wonder if it's different because we are so engulfed in sports on a daily basis to where for a lot of people that is their escape well you know i read a story in a blog today that the ratings are starting to slip on those classic sports actually and like obviously the last dance was the, the doc, jordan documentary was a massive rating hit and the nfl products the draft have been massive rating hits and i saw that the the classics have done okay but even those are not really becoming a factor anymore. I think the networks are hungry for real live content because I think, I think most people are burned out on classic just like me. I think that's the average sports fan. Remember in the beginning, we would all like watch Duke Kentucky on Saturday and it was like everyone was commenting on it. No, you don't see a single tweet about classic sports anymore, nationally at least. No, and it's, you know, at first, too, I think it was the awe of seeing what the video quality was like back then. Like, you're, you're not seeing stuff in HD or you're seeing the, the little the score bug on the bottom. And you're just like, how did we live like that? <laughs> I know. Remember, there was football without a yellow line. Is that crazy? You know, you just had to guess. Yeah, I know. And like, uh, yeah, like an official just blindly guessing. But uh, yeah, it's it's totally weird. I love that part. But even that, again, like, eh, it doesn't do it for me anymore. And also, they keep showing the same things over and over again. Like, the Lakers-Celtics, like, 2010 or 2009 finals has been on a 50 times. They must have rights to it or something. I'm like, oh, my God. I, I, I'm so sick of those. Um, yeah, and also, I guess if it was Philly sports, I'd be more into it. 
I've already watched the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl like three times during quarantine, <laughs> but it's just like I know Nick Foles is going to catch that pass at this point, <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm done with it. It was so nice of him to be a good quarterback for you guys, but he couldn't keep the Rams in St. Louis. He just couldn't have that you know that effect of being so good here with the Rams that they decided not to move. <laughs> well, they should have started Case Keenum that year. My God. <laughs> 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 he's had, yeah, he's had a nice little career. We're going to talk. We talk an awful lot about Case Keenum. We did an off the wall with uh, with you that's coming out in about a week and a half from now. And you and uh, you and Case have uh, developed quite the relationship over the years. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're really good friends. I wrote a book with I wrote his book after the Minneapolis Miracle. And uh, I've, I've been in touch with him during the quarantine. He's bored just like the rest of us. Um, but he's in an interesting spot, by the way, in Cleveland. I don't, you know, I don't think he would come in for cause, but like that's a loaded team. What would happen if like Case is one of those guys who just seems to trip into the situation, right? Like he all, you know, he's a journeyman quarterback, undrafted, but he always finds himself in these weird spots where he's called on to do something. So I'm curious. And, you know, it's funny too. This year is all going to be about the backup quarterbacks. Last year, every quarterback got hurt. This year, there's no offseason probably. It's going to be a weird year. Maybe a quarterback gets coronavirus. I think backup quarterbacks are going to be a big deal man that's uh, to to think yeah you're you, you know most years you're talking about a torn acl or something like that this year it's what if uh what if a starter gets <laughs> gets COVID 19 i know i mean it it's you know they might very well at their age be asymptomatic yeah. or, but they probably would be pulled out of action that's a weird thing uh did you watch the schedule release show by the way on I've, I've seen all the schedules so here's the the situation i'm in right now is i'm all of, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday, all of the plans and everything that have been altered. Like you and I, we found out yesterday that we were both supposed to be in L.A. for baseball's all-star game coming yeah. up in July. And that's, I mean, that's probably not going to happen now if at any time. So right now I am planning to run a half marathon in Vegas in November. And it just so happens that's the same weekend of Raiders and Broncos in Vegas. And I'm looking oh. at that and I'm just like, if both of these things are still on, I can go see that new stadium in November, but I'm trying so hard to not get myself excited about it because I don't know. Yeah, you but, don't know. But that yeah, sounds I, awesome, by the way. I know. Uh, so, yeah, the, the schedule reading came out last night. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what the ratings are for that because, I mean, uh, everything was leaked ahead of time, but you were, you were saying – yeah, well, I was going to ask, when is the race? Is it Saturday? Because if you finish that race, then you can party from that point on through Sunday, through tailgate. That would be a wild weekend. I think it is. I think the race is Sunday night. The game oh. is a the game's an afternoon game. I, I haven't done, I haven't dug that deep into it yet. I don't want to get myself that excited about it. So I have, I've just looked. I looked if they were there that day and I'm like, okay, when all this happens, we'll, we'll plan it then. Okay, that, but on Sunday night, I, I had this great vision. See, here's the thing. You got to just fantasize about it. Why not? You know, I know what you're saying. Be realistic. Don't yeah. get your hopes up. But I was looking. I was uh, penciling games. I'm like, ooh, I'd like to go to that one. I'd like to go to that one. But you know what? You're right. We have no idea. But as a fan, I'm just going to dive in and pretend it's happening. That's Yeah, and that's – I mean, that's what you could do. What were you, the, the schedule – yeah, and that's – you know, they've already announced there's no games over overseas this year. There's no international games in the NFL this year. I mean, but if you're the NFL, you do have to assume that come August, September, everything is going to be ready to go, right? 
I guess you have to assume from a planning standpoint, because if you don't have a plan, what happens? They are ready to go. Uh, you know, everyone, did you see the report that they were out of conference the first four weeks so they could cut it if they had to? And then Oh, I didn't know. I didn't yeah, that was that was a report, and then it didn't happen at all. Oh. They, uh, they abandoned it. But Schefter did say that they're willing to push the Super Bowl back a few weeks or even months if they have to. So that's where they'll get their flexibility. Um, but which, by the way, you and I are you know Super Bowl party guys. Yes. Is this going to happen? Or is it, I know there's going to be a if there is a Super Bowl, do we get to go? I, you, that's another thing I don't want to think about either. I just, <laughs> I, I look, there are so many things on the, I mean, you, you guys get to do so much I mean, working with Dan Patrick and I kind of have my little set things every few months and the, where I, where I travel, what I do. And this year was supposed to be bigger than any other. And now I'm looking ahead and it's like, man, February, Tampa. Okay. Like I could do that again. And now yeah. it's, it's, you know, if it's up in the air, if it's going to happen, it's, it's depressing right now. I know that one in particular kind of hurts. Um, you know what? But listen, obviously, they're way bigger problems. We let's yes. put that caveat. Yes. I mean, the unemployment numbers, uh, the health issues, like they're way bigger problems in sports. But it does feel like, you know, there's sort of a symbolism with it all, too. Like that's, uh, you know, that's kind of what we need to sort of get the morale. Because I think the national morale is a real issue, too. Like you want, you know, it's down. And I can't think personally sports would do more than anything else to get it up. And obviously good news, you know, I hope, but I, I, I you know, not to get into the details of this, but then there was like a governor last night who said, until there's a vaccine or a known cure, mm -hmm. we're not having NFL games in my state. So like what? And I heard Illinois, by the way, which you're in, is going to be a problem for the NFL. I didn't, which I, I didn't see much on, but I heard that their strict rules might be a problem for the bears. So, who knows, right? Right. And it's, yeah, it's one of those where they, they said, you know, nothing June or nothing in May or June at Wrigley or Comiskey, you know, for, for baseball. And it's like, how, how are all of these sports commissions being able to go forth with this when there are these states that are saying no to that? And yeah, you're, I, you're talking about California, which is weird from a St. Louis standpoint, because there are so many people in St. Louis taking joy and the mm -hmm. amount of events that have been canceled so far at SoFi Stadium, Stan Kroenke Stadium, <laughs> that you look at that and you go, okay, hey, the NFL could go on, but how great would it be if you have this brand new stadium that no fans are allowed in for the first you know, oh, half of great. the season, and he just keeps losing money off of this. So <laughs> it's cynical. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great. And the Cardinals fans get to watch the Dodgers not win the World Series. <laughs> not that they would, but yeah, you're right. I, I never realized there was an anti-LA bias. Oh, well, it's still... Yeah. The way the way it's best to be described is it's your ex-wife that you are just you're constantly not wanting her to succeed. You know, you guys split, it's over, it's years away, but every breakup that she has afterwards, you're just you you still find some joy in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, your ex-wife's really struggling right now, <laughs> so that's, that's good. I guess you can feel good about that. <laughs> McLovin, man, I, I appreciate the time, uh, the, the take two that we did with, uh, <laughs> with this interview, and uh, really do appreciate you jumping back on and uh, doing this uh, with me, and hopefully, hopefully you and I have uh, something to plan in the near future where we'll be in the, uh, the same town and, and have uh, all kinds of, uh, of stuff to... Uh, to do during that time. 
That'd be great. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully you'll run that half marathon. Hopefully you'll be able to get too drunk at the tailgate and miss your half marathon. Let's, <laughs> let's aspire to that. How's that sound? <laughs> no, I could do it all afterwards. I could just go and, and do that. It's the plan was to run the half marathon that night and then just not sleep till whenever my flight was. Got that it. Was, that's a good plan too. Yeah. That's, that's what I was shooting for, but now it has to, it has to happen. So McLovin, man, thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Talk to you later, bud. Andrew McLovin Perloff of the Dan Patrick Show there on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura as uh, we roll on here exclusively on ClavesOnline.com. Hey, we're also sponsored by the Inskip Law Firm. Hey, if you're looking for uh, something, uh, if you're looking to get that estate planned, your wills, your trust, anything like that, a Missouri licensed Corey Inskip with the Inskip Law Firm has been practicing law for 15 years in the county, the city, and surrounding Missouri counties. Uh, you know, with, with the recent events, it's shown that life can turn in an instant, and this has caused many people to realize now more than ever that estate planning is essential. The Inskip Law Firm is here to help with everything from trusts and wills to power of attorney, deeds, and probates. They have systems in place to service your needs without having to have in-person consultations, or if in-person is preferred, they're often office is, uh, well, they have a stingent, uh, uh, they have a very stingy cleaning and social distancing policies to ensure your safety to the best of their abilities. They also use flat fees and payment plans so clients are able to know exactly what their plan will cost before it is started and exactly how you will be able to pay. He makes the process easy. There's no preparation necessary. Clients don't need to gather paperwork. It's just quick chat and he's going to learn your goals and answer any of the questions that you have. That's Corey Inskip with the Inskip Law Firm, I-N-S-K-I-P, the Inskip Law Firm. And remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertising. We'll be back with uh, Kenny, uh, Kenny Albert. Yeah, Kenny Albert's coming up on the other side uh, right here on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura on uh, ClavesOnline.com. You're listening to Weekend Joe now on ClavesOnline.com, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, also sponsored by the Collinsville Auto Body. Collinsville Auto Body, 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville. Sponsor of, uh, well, my many shows on many different platforms for about 10 years now. Collinsville Auto Body, they'll work with most insurance providers to get you back on the road fast. That's 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville, Collinsville Auto Body. And welcome back in to Weekend Joe, exclusively here on ClavesOnline.com, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, as we head back out to the uh, guest line and we talk with, I'm going to introduce him as the voice of the Blues Stanley Cup run last year, a year ago, uh, well, Right now, he is Kenny Albert joining us now. Kenny, what's going on, man? How are you? Good to be with you, Joe. And it was uh, such a great run by the Blues last year. And I enjoyed all of my time in St. Louis, seven or eight different trips, working the second and third round of the Stanley Cup playoffs on the TV side and then the Stanley Cup final on Westwood One. And I was just thinking about it the other day during this crazy period of quarantine. I try to take a walk every day right near my house. I go for about 45 minutes to an hour and it's pretty much the same route every day. And 
right around this time last year, those walks usually uh, included a trip down to the Arch from whatever hotel I was staying in. And uh, it, it was just, uh, you know, such a great time for the city of St. Louis and such excitement inside the building, out on the streets. And uh, the Blues, until a new champion is crowned, will be the defending Stanley Cup champions. But uh, great memories of uh, not only last year, but all of the trips I've taken to St. Louis through the years as well. Yeah, this is so this is airing on Saturday. People are hearing it for the first time uh, on Saturday at the earliest, but we are recording this on May 7th. Uh, unofficially, today is Pat Maroon Day. So it was one year ago that number seven scored the goal in game seven on the 7th. And that certainly will go down as one of the more memorable games that I've been a part of. I'll never forget uh, just the reaction in the building, all the pent-up energy went out, the celebration after Pat Maroon scored that goal against Ben Bishop in the double overtime. Uh, you mentioned that it was May 7th, Game 7, and the fact that it was against a goaltender who grew up in St. Louis as well, uh, then playing for the Dallas Stars. But uh, it was quite the night and uh, had the chance to talk about it with Pat a couple of times after that, and it's certainly a night that I'll never forget, and I know he will not as well. No, same with everybody in, in St. Louis. That is, that was, I guess, gearing up for another another run here. I got to ask you, I, we, so the last time we had sports, I, I think I've been keeping a running track here. The last time that we had real sports was 56 days ago. I think that was when the Big East tournament just stopped and the, at halftime at the, uh, at the Garden. When was the last time that you went 56 days without calling a game for anything? Probably never. And ironically today is may 7th as we speak and today is my 57th straight day at home on 5-7 on may 7th my last event was on march 11th it was a hockey game between the rangers and avalanche in denver and wound up flying home the next day on march 12th had dinner with my family that night and tonight will be our 57th consecutive dinner together at the kitchen table but i don't think i've ever had a period this long even in my early years broadcasting when i didn't do any baseball in the summer, I would have the odd event here or there. So I'm not sure I've ever gone this long uh, really since high school uh, of not working some kind of an event for a stretch of almost two months. And I imagine, I mean, just not even attending an event too. I mean, you go back uh, with your, with your history too. I mean, how long, uh, when was the last time you went, you know, this long without even attending a game, probably never in your life. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Probably never since I was four or five years old. So um, obviously, our, our deepest thoughts are with all of those affected and with the frontline workers, and hopefully everybody watching is staying safe out there. But it's, it's hard to believe that it's 57 days, and the last sporting events took place way back on March 11th and March 12th. Well, I mean, so much to, to get into, but I, I really um, thought it was cool that the tweet that you sent out the other night on Sunday, every, you know, so many people are watching the last dance to, you know, have that release, that, that escape from sports. I, I didn't realize. So you were in Barcelona getting to watch the dream team in 92. That, that's so cool. I was. I had a front row seat to each and every game the dream team played. And I went back and pulled out the photo album the other day and, Unfortunately, I probably had some kind of an antiquated camera, a small camera that I carried around, and the the photos are a little bit blurry. They're not great quality, but, um, you know, just some of the memories of of watching all of those games with the greatest team in the history of the sport. I was working in a behind-the-scenes role. Now, I was about to embark on my first NHL job with the Washington Capitals. I had already done two seasons of minor league hockey on the radio 
with the Baltimore Skipjacks. So this was the summer of 92 and uh, came out of retirement as a statistician, which I had done in some of my younger years prior to that and uh, couldn't pass up the opportunity to work for NBC as a stats guy for the Dream Team game. So spent uh, two and a half, three weeks in Barcelona and uh, just uh, a joy to watch all of those games and relive some of it while watching the Last Dance series on ESPN. And you got to see, I would imagine you got to see Jordan play at the Garden uh, more than a few times. Uh, what kind of memories outside of the Dream Team has that brought back for you? I did, and I was doing stats for a number of those games, and I'm sure somewhere in a box in storage uh, that I've been paying for for about 20 years now, I, I probably have some of those stat sheets and score sheets from those games. What I remember the most about the games that Michael Jordan played at MSG, and I was at most of them between, I would say, 84 and 90, those six years when I was in high school and college, the speculation prior to every game was whether or not he would score at least 50 points that night. That was the big question. <laughs> and those were good Nick teams then, too. They were. They were Patrick Ewing and, and very good Nick teams, and the Knicks wound up making it to the finals in 94. But that was the big question before each and every one of those games. Would Michael score 50 on this given night? And so do you have any kind of opinion on the debate between Jordan and LeBron when uh, you've gotten to see both of them so, so close, uh, so closely? Right. I mean, obviously both among the best players of all time and it's hard to pick one, you know, they played in different eras. Um, You know, when you think back to the fifties and sixties, of course, it was Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell and Bob Cousy and then into the seventies with, Dr. J and some of the other great players onto Magic and Michael in the early 80s. You know, guys like Jerry West before that, who I failed to mention a moment ago. And then the Kobe Bryant era and Shaq and, and then on to LeBron. So it's probably, it's real tough to pick one. There's a lot of debate here in New York now. Uh, tomorrow, May 8th, is the 50th anniversary of the Knicks' first championship. The famous Willis Reed game when he came out of the tunnel injured and he hit a couple of field goals early in the game. And then Walt Clyde Frazier, who I have the great pleasure of working with about 20 times every season, finishes with 36 points, 19 assists, and seven rebounds in that game as the Knicks win the championship. And there's a lot of fun debate about how that team would do now, how the teams of the 60s, 70s, and 80s would do in 2020. So it's a lot of fun to talk about and throw different ideas around. But uh, to pick one of those guys, who knows? It's just so close. And so we've had six episodes so far of The Last Dance with four to go. Going into this, was there, a, was there something that you were really looking forward to seeing that's already been shown? Or is there something you're still looking forward to in those last four episodes that's, that's near and dear to you? You know, I've, I've enjoyed seeing a lot of the old footage. It brings back memories of watching so many of those games on TV. You don't remember all the details. I've enjoyed a lot of the behind-the-scenes footage that we're all seeing for the first time, uh, the competitiveness of Michael Jordan, even when tossing quarters against the security guard <laughs> in the locker room, uh, a lot of the Phil Jackson footage as well. And, and the crazy story, Joe, I was working in 1986 and 87 during those summers. I was in college at the time, and a friend of mine was the general manager of a summer league uh, basketball team in the USBL, the United States Basketball League, the Staten Island Stallions. And the team was in negotiations, believe it or not, to hire Phil Jackson as the head coach in the summer of 1986. And he was coaching in the CBA at the time, the Albany Patroons, 
and he wound up taking another offer in Puerto Rico for a little more money. And some of that footage of Phil coaching in Puerto Rico uh, showed up in one of the early episodes of The Last Dance. But if things had gone the other way, I would have had great stories about riding on these <laughs> non-air-conditioned vans during the summer for three, four, five hours going to road games alongside Phil Jackson. But uh, he wound up coaching in Puerto Rico, like I said, and the, and the rest is history. That uh, The footage of him in Puerto Rico, I think, is the most fascinating we've seen so far because going into it, I don't think anybody expected to see Puerto Rican basketball in a documentary about the 98 Bulls. Right, and I was well aware of his the coaching days in Puerto Rico because of the situation with the Stallions uh, that I just mentioned. So I might have been one of the only ones not shocked to see that Phil Jackson coached in Puerto Rico back in the in the mid-1980s. Did you ever get to see Jordan play baseball? I did not, not in person, no. I remember seeing highlights and, and yeah. reading articles, but uh, never in person. To say everything else that you've called in your life, it wouldn't surprise me if somewhere along the lines you, you found yourself at a double-A uh, baseball game. Never made it to a Birmingham Barons game, although <laughs> Laura Oakman, who I worked with for a couple of years, she was our terrific sideline reporter on Fox football games. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Laura was on the Michael Jordan trail at that time for CNN and had covered him in Chicago during his days with the Bulls. And I'm pretty sure that she spent a lot of time in Birmingham during the Michael Jordan years playing for the Barons. See, there's always a connection. There's always I, I, anything I feel like I could throw out there. There's always going to be Kevin Bacon, right? Right. I, I feel like that's what we're uh, that's what we're dealing with uh, here. And because I, one of the things, so we're doing a daily segment on on Klabe's online. It's this day in Cardinal history because the plan was to have a daily Cardinal podcast talking about whatever game so they guess, had. Let me guess the twenty inning game. Yes, I, I, I think I was going to text it to you because that was the memory that we had and it, you could go back and because I think you posted your scorecard from that. I was a 24, 25-year-old uh, kid in the stands and the bleachers watching that game and I think I left after like the 15th inning for that game and still made it home before the game ended. But I saw you, you're talking about all the memories you've been pulling out that you, uh, that, that you were on the call for that game too with, with were you with uh, McCarver? With McCarver, with Tim, and Ken Rosenthal was down on the field. He was the sideline reporter. It was April of 2010, so just over 10 years ago. You just gave away your age, Mike. So I was 42 at the time. And it was, a, if I'm not mistaken, 3 o'clock start in St. Louis. So it ended about 9.30, somewhere in that range, 9.30, 9.45, 10 o'clock. And, uh, you know, a couple of things that I remember, it was nothing, nothing through 18 innings. No score through 18. And then both teams scored in the 19th. And Tim had a great line. The Mets had scored in the bottom, or I should say, in the top of the 19th inning. And then when the Cardinals scored to tie it in the bottom of the 19th, and I said something to effect, uh, of the effect of, and the Cardinals tied the game at one. After a brief pause, Tim said, of course they did. <laughs> and the game went on to the 20th, and the Mets wound up winning 2-1. to one. But um, a lot of – Great memories of that game. Uh, I never went to the men's room, never left the booth for 20 innings. I could have if I needed to. It was nearby, but never felt the urge. Uh, drank a little bit of water between innings, but never left the booth. I think Tim only went once or twice. Uh, wound up eating dinner at Mike Shannon's after the game with a couple of the guys from our crew. It was the only thing we could find open at 1030 or 11 o'clock at night. But uh, just one of many memories I have from working games in St. Louis through the years, not only the Blues playoff run last year, the 20-inning game. I actually worked 
not a great memory for Cardinal fans. I worked as the sideline reporter for the last game at the Old Bush Stadium when they lost to the Astros in 2000. Oh, yeah. And I actually had interviewed Tony La Russa after the game, the losing manager, and I, I'll never forget how gracious he was. He was great. We did the interview down in the bowels near the clubhouse, and he was just so nice about it. Um, that's such a weird that the 2005 team with the Cardinals. It's so it's such a weird memory. I feel like in in the history of Cardinal baseball because they won the World Series in 2006. So I feel like that wiped away all of the bad memories of 2004 and 2005. And then when you talk to guy, if you talk to Jim Edmonds, he will tell you that that 2005 team was the best team that he ever played on with the talent that they had. And when anybody thinks about that 2005 team, the first thing you think of is that Pujols home run off Lidge. So it's an odd, it's an odd memory for Cardinal fans that 2005 season. And I was sitting at home watching. I didn't work the games in St. Louis. Uh, for whatever reason, I was only brought in to work game, the, the last game uh, in St. Louis, which turned out to be the last game at Bush. And if memory serves correct, uh, once that home run was hit, I knew I had to get on a plane the next day to go to St. Louis. So uh, it was just a one-game situation. I didn't work the earlier games in the series. Um, Also worked some of the games during the home run chase uh, with McGuire and Sosa, worked some of those games. I have some scorecards in the file cabinet. I think I may have called home run number 73, hit by Mark McGuire that year. It was either 73 or 74. Um, worked a, a Rams game during the home run chase in the dome, and Tony Banks was the quarterback, and the Rams wound up going offside because McGuire hit a home run, and everybody was listening to the game on the radio. And the whole crowd reacted, and it caused the Rams to commit a penalty on offense uh, during their game that day. Yeah, yeah, you know, Stan Kroenke said it's only a two-sport town. You, you can't hit, bring that third sport in. It just uh, too much affects it, I guess. Well, the, the, the baseball game and the McGuire home run did affect the Rams game that right. day. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, you, you talk about all these great memories. I think uh, we have to schedule a time to, uh, to have you on for the off-the-wall segment. The, the memorabilia and the, the memories that you have from some of that stuff, I think, would uh, – would go over really well with our viewers, especially all of the uh, the St. Louis memories you, you have uh, to go along with that as well. Well, as I look to my left, I do have a picture with Tim McCarver, who's one of my all-time favorites uh, from a game we worked together at, at one point. And I, I was doing another uh, video podcast earlier with some former New York Rangers players who get together now on Thursdays and uh, chat for about an hour. Ron Duguay, Ron Greshner, Dave Maloney, and Tom Laidlaw. And one of them actually asked me, they were talking about how whenever they played in Philadelphia in the old spectrum, they had to be extra focused because they were going up against the Broad Street Bullies and they always felt like they were really on top of their game focus-wise whenever they played in Philly. And then one of them asked me about my different color analysts through the years in the various sports. And I made the point that I always felt like I had to be at my best on top of my game whenever I worked with Tim because he was the greatest baseball analyst of all time, and he saw everything. There wasn't anything that he missed even before it happened. So he was the the one guy at the top of my list as far as really needing to be on my toes and, and so focused throughout the entire broadcast. You could not take a minute off when you worked with Tim McCarver. Kenny Albert in a positive way (laughs) Kenny Albert before we let you go I've I've been asking this a lot of the guests that I've been having on uh, for you it's different because for you I mean right now you'd be you'd be having all kinds of play-by-play games to to call but outside of the actual working 
uh, aspect of things. What are you missing most right now about not having sports? Well, like you said, obviously missing the games and the play-by-play and the travel, even though sometimes it could get monotonous. Um, I don't mind the travel, the long flights, get a lot of work done. Uh, miss traveling around to the to the different cities. And St. Louis last year was probably the city that I spent the most time in away from home with uh, all the trips during the hockey playoffs and some baseball games as well. So, you know, you miss the people, all, all of the – colleagues that I work with, not only on the air, but the behind the scenes folks. And uh, some of us get together on a Zoom once or twice a week as well, texting with everybody. So I think it's a combination of of missing all that. And the preparation, I enjoy the preparation aspect almost as much as the games, not as much because the games are the thing, but I miss the preparation as well. And at the beginning of this quarantine, which is now at 57 days, it was really strange and I've kind of gotten used to it, but it was strange not knowing when that next game was coming up and not preparing for the next game. Because normally when I sit down in in August and look at the schedule, I know that I'll be at an NFL game every Sunday and every weekend in the fall. I'll know my hockey schedule, basketball schedule, uh, baseball mixed in a little bit as well. So I can pretty much tell you in August where I'm going to be pretty much every hour for the next six months. It's all mapped out in the calendar. I know if it's a hockey game day or at the morning skate then back at the hotel and the game at night if it's football you go to practice on Friday and at the home team facility and visit with the visiting team at their hotel on Saturday so there's a structure there's a a a calendar that that you kind of know in your mind where you're going to be every second uh for the last 57 days it's pretty much been home every second but I guess what I probably miss most is um just that that structure and and the preparation getting ready for that next next event well hopefully we will see you soon at bush stadium for cardinal baseball and uh with or without fans doesn't matter at this point i just uh, i i just need i need baseball back in my life and hopefully you will be a, a part of that with uh with fox coming up too and uh, we'll have you and clabe sit down and share some memories as well well joe i look forward to it thanks for having me on can't wait for the next trip to st louis I uh, love those walks on nice spring and summer days down by the Arch and the various restaurants. And uh, uh, Joe Micheletti, one of my good friends and longtime broadcast partners, obviously lived in St. Louis for a number of years. So I've learned a lot about the city and its history from Joe as well. So I uh, can't wait to, until the next trip in. Kenny, thank you so much. Thanks, Joe. And that was Kenny Albert joining us here on Weekend Joe, exclusively on ClebesOnline.com, driven by Munganess St. Louis Acura, also sponsored by Kevin Miller with Caldwell Banker Gundaker. You can give him a call, 314-503-4999. That's Kevin Miller with Caldwell Banker, 314-503-4999. None of this has stopped people from buying and selling homes. Kevin Miller is there to help you. Give him a call or text him anytime of the day he is available to you your needs are his needs when you're working with kevin miller of caldwell banker gundaker take a break when we come back we step inside the cage inside the octagon with big john mccarthy talking bellator and some of the uh events that they are providing you to watch uh to watch now we'll talk to him all about that when we come back here on weekend joe driven by munganess st louis acura here on clabesonline.com 
Weekend Joe, driven by Munganess St. Louis Acura here on ClavesOnline.com, now the exclusive home of Weekend Joe. Hey, St. Louis Acura has received the Precision Team Award 28 times more than any other Acura dealership in the United States. They have been serving the St. Louis area since 19... 19- 1986, located at 13720 Manchester Road in St. Louis. They are your premier realtor of new and used Acura vehicles in the nation. That is Munganess, St. Louis Acura, the title sponsor here of Weekend Joe, now on ClavesOnline.com. And welcome back into Weekend Joe here on Klabes Online, driven by Munganess St. Louis Acura each and every weekend right here on uh, on the all-new Klabes Online website. And uh, we welcome on to the show now. I- I'm surprised that this is the first time that I have ever had this man on any of uh, my radio shows, my podcasts, anything like that, especially with the work that I've done in the uh, past, not only with uh, Bellator, but other MMA uh, companies but we welcome in big john mccarthy to the uh to the show john how are you i'm good joe how you doing i i'm doing well as we we talked about a little bit before we uh started here just bored uh, bored and always looking <laughs> for something to do but so is the rest of the world right exactly <laughs> and, and on, on top of that i mean we are looking for stuff to watch we're looking for stuff to do we're looking for any escape at all and bellator is uh one of the uh few companies that is going to be giving us that yeah they, they, bellator came out with a whole series of recharge to show prior fights fights that have taken place kind of re-show people what the the world grand prix are the first starting off with the heavyweights so it's a good way for people to get a good idea of what you know the bellator product is and how good the fighters really are and on top of that is there are you i mean i'm sure you're in constant talks to see or see what's allowed i mean see what more you guys can can do and what more it can be done in the world of cage fighting yeah well i mean right now it's so it's really becoming almost you know regional as far as you can do something yeah. in one place but you can't do it in another and there's a whole lot of you know things going on but bellator is working towards getting things back on a steady basis Obviously not with fans, but as far as doing shows, getting fighters the fights that they uh, they they deserve, and what the ones the fans want to see because that's what Bellator is about. So it's a matter of you know we're going to be putting on just as many shows in the last half of 2020 as we were supposed to do throughout the entire year of 2020. So we got a whole lot coming up. I'm going to be busy. Have you? I mean, you've you've been inside the uh, the cage with these with these. You know how important MMA or how how much they have put a preference on keeping things, I guess, clean, keeping people healthy. And so you would think, I mean, yeah, it's it's two guys, you know, fighting each other shirtless in in the middle of a cage. There's a Basically lot of. Naked. Yeah, there. I mean, there's a lot of sweat and fluid and stuff flying around, but there is so much testing and so much stuff that goes into it beforehand. Where as a sport like MMA, you know, you you see WWE and AEW, they're both putting on shows each and every week. Yeah. They know the whole process of keeping things sanitized and keeping everybody safe. You would think MMA would be similar. Well, it is similar, but there, you know, there there is a distinct difference in the fact of what you know what MMA is is real. 
And uh, no, no disrespect to, you know, AEW or the WWE, you know, those guys are fantastic athletes and stuff, but they're actually working at not hurting each other. And, and the real, the real question you have with fighting, and it's one of the things that people need to look at is in real fighting, I'm going to take a healthy athlete and I'm going to put them in with another healthy athlete and, and one or both of them could end up being in a medical condition where they need to actually be now taken to a hospital where they could be put into a situation where now they're actually exposed to something that they wouldn't have been exposed to. So there's, there's a lot of things going on with that. I did. I, that, that is one of the aspects that just did not cross my mind at all. That makes a, a lot of sense. So where you see other companies going forth with this is that, I mean, do you think that's the right call to make this early in, in the month of May during, during this, you know, while we are looking at reopening or restarting sports, you know, it, you're talking about the UFC and, you know, I had a whole thing with UFC 249. I call it 249.1. And now this one is coming up Saturday, 249.2. And I really had a problem with what they were trying to do in getting that show put on in April in a place that was saying we don't want the fights. Now, the, the actual casino, the Tachi Palace, they were saying, yes, we can do it. But that's in the state of California. The Tachi Palace had always used the California State Athletic Commission. When the California State Athletic Commission said, we do not want to regulate that fight, that's not going to happen with under our jurisdiction, then the UFC was kind of going outside of what they had really stuck with as far as, hey, we go with regulation, we don't backdoor anything, and they hadn't. And this one, they were kind of backdooring. It was not good. And I look at what they're doing now with 249.2 that's going to be in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm 100% behind it. I think there has to be that first step of someone saying, hey, it's time for us to try to you know get this going and, and give people something to watch, entertain people, give the fighters the ability to make you know, you know, their money and to be able to have a career. So now it is under the jurisdiction of the Florida State Athletic Commission. The governor there is allowing it. The commission is allowed to regulate the fights. They want to regulate the fights. So completely different situation and one that I look at. I hope it goes well for them. Now, when uh, it, when Bellator starts back up, and I, I assume like many sports, it seems like with the first taste of sports that we're going to get is going to be with no fans, and that's going to go from or MMA, what? yeah, from MMA to to baseball to golf, everything. How? How weird is that going to be when you are in an arena trying to call a Bellator event without fans? And how different is that going to be for the performers? It's going to be completely different for the fighters. For me, as you know, the broadcaster, I've been in that situation as the referee many times based upon the ultimate fighter was started where it was done on a closed set. And so no fans. So I'm used to that atmosphere and I'm used to exactly what that is for the fighters. It's going to be different. And it's really there's going to be that some fighters are what we call gym fighters where in the gym they can compete with anybody. They're so talented, so skilled, and there's no pressure in the gym. So they just do what they do, and they do it really well. And you put that same fighter then in 
to a cage with the fans and the bright lights and they just tend to tighten up and they just crunch down and they cannot perform. So it will give that type of fighter the ability to not have that same pressure, to have the ability to go out there, not have to worry about the bright lights and the fans and just go do what you do. Then there's the other side. There's fighters that they absolutely just blossom with the energy of the crowd. They get better and better as, you know, that crowd gets louder and louder, and that's not going to be there for them. So there's going to be a different dynamic as far as the fights for all the fighters. Some fighters, I think it's going to benefit. Some fighters, I think it's going to actually be a hindrance to them and cause them some problems, but it's something that they're all going to have to get used to. And then as an announcer, do you feel like you have to go a little quieter? You can't get as loud with the crowd behind you. You also have to watch. I mean, you can't you can't rip these guys, right? You gotta you gotta be uh be a little nicer, huh? Yeah, I mean, you gotta say the same thing that you you know <laughs> anything that you say is you've got to say it the same, but it's a matter of you might have to say it a little bit quieter because. You do have to, you know, put out a whole lot of, you know, voice when the crowd is going crazy and stuff. But it's a matter of you'll do things the same. The, the real question is the setup. Normally, you know, I'm sitting there with my play by play guy and and it might be that they actually put us in two different locations just based upon that social distancing thing. So it could be a different set up for us too. Big John McCarthy, our, our guest here outside of MMA, what is uh, one sport or one thing that you are really, really missing right now? Oh, I'm missing sports. <laughs> you know, I really am. It's a matter of I, I, I miss all of the things that are out there for us to entertain ourselves with and just to be able to talk about. You know, I have a podcast that I do with Josh Thompson, and there's so many fights out there, and you can talk about all these different fights that are going to happen. And, you know, once they happen, you can talk about what should be the next. And that hasn't been able we are we're not able to do any of that. And it's weird. So, you know, we talk about old stuff and things like that or bring on people, but – I can't wait for the actual fights to get back. I can't wait for everyone just to just get back to at least a somewhat normal semblance of life and being able to get back to work and being able to do what you love to do. It's a Wednesday night on the CBS Sports Network, 7 o'clock Central, Bellator MMA Recharged, where you guys are re-airing the Bellator Heavyweight World Grand Prix events. And also, uh, you're, you're on Twitter at Bellator MMA. You are on Twitter at John McCarthy MMA and uh, the YouTube channel that Bellator has. You guys are putting out all different kinds of uh, content there as well. Something yep. for, for people to watch uh, at, at all times. Yeah, you know, there's something that a lot of people don't really, you know, there's people that love Bellator. There's some people that don't even really know what it is. It's your chance to see some of the very best fighters there are out there because when you're talking about levels, there's levels to fighters and, and the top guys in Bellator are absolutely incredible fighters. And this could be a chance in watching Recharge to be able to watch some of those guys or to watch legends like Fedor Emelianenko. That's that's always, you know, just something that it, it's like watching Babe Ruth. You got to watch that guy live and watch him fight to say, I saw him when he was fighting. 
Yeah, I know you guys, uh, Bellator does a good job of uh, promotion during uh, Super Bowl week. That's uh, We recently had uh, Ryan Bader on the uh, on the show while on Radio Row. And, uh, I th- you know, all the, the radio people, they love it when those guys, when the MMA guys come by during uh, before the Super Bowl and some of them with their belts and you're able to, to sit there with the belts and get pictures and whatnot. I mean, we, we <laughs> radio guys, we love that stuff. That's good stuff, you know, and when you're talking to a guy like Ryan Bader, man, this is a guy, the last three years, he has gotten so much better. He is so good at what he does. I, I've, always, I've been the guy saying that I think he should stay at heavyweight. Give up that light heavyweight. Give up losing that weight. You are so fast and so good at the heavyweight division, you are a problem for everyone, but he's going to try to be that, stay with that double champ and hold on to both belts, and God bless him for, for giving that a go. With everyone in quarantine, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people shifting weight classes one way or the other. I mean, you're either going up or you're going down, it feels like, depending on what kind of work you're putting in. Yeah, it really does. You know, the guys that have been, you know, being dedicated, being on on task and saying, hey, man, doesn't matter what everyone else is doing. I need to maintain or even try to increase my abilities as a fighter. Those guys are going to have an advantage because there's going to be guys that are they're, they're just kicking back. And it's almost like going back into the old days of even MMA, but the old days of boxing where you know guys would train for a fight and they would get in really good shape for a fight. And as soon as that fight ended, that was it. They were off. They were partying. They were doing things. They were getting fat and happy. And then they get another fight, so they go back to the gym and do this yo-yo effect. That yo-yo effect does not work like just staying up on track and doing things the right way. The guys that are doing that, they're going to have an advantage as this gets rolling again. That's I think that's one of the things with all sports that I'm looking forward to seeing is who uh, you know you figure most of these guys are going to put in the work. I want to see which guys are just uh, they're they're just going to be an absolute just mess when they come back and you just look at it and go what what were you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're you're going to see it with some of them. It's just part of it, you know, because <laughs> self discipline is not an easy yep. thing, man. It's not easy. It sounds it you can say it, but to do it takes more. Absolutely. John, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, Wednesday night, next Wednesday night, CBS Sports Network. It is uh, Bellator's, uh, the uh, the Bellator Recharged is uh, is where you could find it. Bellator MMA Recharged, Wednesday nights, CBS Sports Network at 7 o'clock Central. Thank you so much for your time, John. My pleasure, Joe. Good talking to you, man. You take, take care of yourself. Be safe. Big John McCarthy with Bellator joining us here on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura here on ClavesOnline.com. I really am surprised that I have never had him on at any of uh, the Super Bowls because uh, back in the day, UFC, uh, they, I guess the UFC has started again to bring a lot of people there. And now Bellator is bringing a lot of folks on Radio Row each and every year at the Super Bowl. But never have I uh, had a chance to interview uh, Big John McCarthy. So that was a uh, that was a pretty cool moment here on Weekend Joe. Hey, we're sponsored by Collinsville Auto Body 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville is where you can find Collinsville Auto Body. Any kind of dings or dents. I know we had hail. Uh, I know we had hail here in Illinois. I, I know I had friends in Missouri that said they had hail this past weekend as well. Collinsville Auto Body will help you out with any kind of hail damage that you might have. Again, 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville. They'll work with most insurance providers at Collinsville Auto Body. We'll 
will uh, welcome Andy Hansman back to the show. Do some crack slippers, a few NFL-related crack slippers right after this on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura here on ClabesOnline.com. Weekend Joe, now exclusively on ClabesOnline.com, is driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura. It's also sponsored by the Inskip Law Firm. Hey, right now in these uh, trying times, don't hesitate to call the Inskip Law Firm for any of your estate planning, wills, trusts, or power of attorney issues that you might have. Corey Inskip at the Inskip Law Firm can help with all of that, and he can even help with traffic matters or criminal matters for that uh, for that matter. They are committed to your satisfaction at the Inskip Law Firm. That's I-N-S-K-I-P, the Inskip Law Firm. Corey Inskip, my guy. Plenty of ways to get in touch with him, whether it's by phone, email, social media. Corey Inskip will get back in touch with you if you give him a call or hit him up today. That's the Inskip Law Firm. And remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertising. Final segment here of Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura here on ClabesOnline.com. You heard interviews uh, throughout the uh, afternoon just there of Andrew McLovin, Perloff, Kenny Albert, and Big John McCarthy uh, from Bellator. Now with Bellator, you remember him as the referee of many UFC, great UFC matches, now doing color commentary for Bellator. And he joined us as well. Uh, Fun chat with uh, with Big John McCarthy here on the uh, on the show. So we uh, Andy, we we wind things down next week on the show. I'm not sure who we have lined up for it, but I do want to make sure we get to an Inskip Law Firm uh, opener up and open up a uh, pack of cards. I should have had one ready to go with you, but I didn't, and we will uh, we'll make up for that next week. Yeah, I'm gonna get some too. Okay, that uh, that sounds good. We'll uh, we'll make sure we we get some good stuff coming up for you uh, next week. And Andy, you know, I think too, I, I messed up at the beginning of the show on the intro, but I, I really think that we need to uh, we need to get an intro recorded for uh, for this radio oh, for this really? podcast program. Yeah, I think we need to get one. Uh, we need to get one that just cuts and then it goes to me, so I don't have to do any merging of any music or anything. Just sure. a nice little intro that goes right into me talking. That's that's. That's what I uh, I think we're we're gonna need to uh, to have for next week as well, and hopefully hopefully it sounds just as good as the intro that you do right now when I say it's time for crack slippers. Joe, some stories just aren't meant to hit the mainstream news. We picked those stories up here on Weekend Joe. These are the crack slippers with Joe Roderick on ClabesOnline.com. <sighs> We're we're going NFL. We're we're going uh, NFL related for the crack slippers today. And what I I need to know is I guess as we as we start off here, do you want to go with uh, Jay Cutler, or do you want to go with Earl Thomas? Oh, Earl Thomas, please. <laughs> so we start with Earl Thomas. <laughs> who apparently was held at gunpoint by his wife. Yeah. After she caught him cheating on him with another woman. This happened back on April 13th. Earl Thomas, formerly of the Seahawks, now with the Baltimore Ravens. This happened uh, around 3.41 a.m. is is when this uh, this happened. As uh, apparently Earl Thomas 
was in bed with another woman and his brother. Right. Now, did you hear how she caught him? She, I guess, logged on to uh, an app, Snapchat, and was right. able to uh, to find his whereabouts on on there. Yeah, because he was snapping pictures of this woman. Yeah, on a Snapchat. Yeah. Hey Earl, and, that's not not a good look, there, bro. No, just so much of this is uh, that, is is very odd. Yeah, and the the, the that, fact that, that he was that, there with his brother, the same chick with his brother. Yeah, that too. I, that's a um, that's I an interesting one. You don't have a brother. I have a brother. Right. Uh, that's never happened with me and my brother. Yeah. And on top of that, it also appears that Earl was, uh, he wasn't at home, I guess. He had rented a nearby home, an Airbnb. An Airbnb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, she took the gun, but she emptied, and she took the clip out of the gun. Mm-hmm. Because she didn't really want to kill him. She right. just wanted to scare the crap out of him. Right. However, she forgot to take the one out of the chamber. That's that's the important one. That's always the one you got to remember to yeah. uh, take out. Pop yeah, that one out of there. Yeah, because that sucker's alive. Well, you know, Earl's gonna have to. Uh, yeah, he's gonna have a, a little bit of, a, of a, some trouble there at home with uh, with Mrs. Thomas, <laughs> and uh, for a little while, if if maybe ever again. Uh, so you know, so best wishes to Earl. That's the next level. I mean, going out of your way to get a nearby Airbnb to uh, to do so. I, that is that is some uh, you know that's some next level. I, I feel like um, sneaking around. Yeah. Hey, honey, how come you got the Airbnb the other night? Oh, I don't know. Just felt like it. Right. <laughs> what What do you say? It was for his brother. Right. My bro- My brother really needed an Airbnb, so I hooked yeah. up. He was just trying. He needed a place to stay. Why could he stay in the guest room? Eh, you know, he had he had some broads to bring back. Right. And he invited me over to meet him because she was really nice. My goodness. <laughs> Jeez. Good luck, Earl. Yeah, really. I had the best of uh, best of luck to you. Is uh, I'm a goodbye Earl pun from the song, and I just I can't. Uh, I can't come up with one that one that you should have known it was coming, though. I mean, you really should have known that this was a uh, that this was this story was going to be brought up. And uh, you had well, the it's not, uh, it's not really a crack slipper. It made national news. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, I mean, in a way it was <laughs> the other one, too, is uh, the other one in crack slippers. Andy is also NFL related. Also, something that is made national news is the uh, the Jay Cutler, Kristen Cavallari uh Divorce as Kristen Cavallari just keeps coming out with new reasons as to why the divorce happened. Jay Cutler played in the NFL for how many years? He was with the Broncos, the Bears, the Dolphins, and he earned what what would you say Jay Cutler's career earnings were in the uh, 12 seasons in the NFL? 90 million. $122 $122 million. Wasn't too far off. Just 33, $32 million. Yeah. $122. One, uh, so $122 million in career earnings. And Kristen Cavallari says that he's lazy and unmotivated. Huh. Lazy and unmotivated. Is, hey, Jay, uh, get out there and cut the grass, buddy. 
Right. He earned $122 million. I think he could pay for somebody to uh, to go cut his grass, right? Right. So I, I guess after filing for divorce, Cavallari wanted uh, Jay Cutler to give her $5 million so she could buy a mansion. Okay. Fair enough. Jay Cutler responded by freezing all of his bank accounts oh. and telling <laughs> and telling her to go get a job. Oh. <laughs> What are what are things you can say to your ex-wife, but not to your current wife? Joe, I've 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 had marriage problems. Uh, I think most people have. I mean, it's not a it's not a, a sunny blue sky every single day. Uh, you don't even say that to your soon-to-be ex. ex. Right. It just you don't tell her to get a job. It just it just gives the the lawyer ammo. Uh, it, it's really not a good look. I think it's funny. I think it's, it's absolutely hilarious. hilarious. No. Yeah. <laughs> Freeze the account and get a job. Right. Oh, well, that's so I mean, still I mean, 22 million. It, it, this always brings me back when we talk about NFL career, career earnings. Chase Daniel has now made 34.3 million dollars. Mm-hmm. And he's taken what? Maybe 50 snaps in the NFL. He started. I thought he did get to start a oh, game. He did. Yeah, he's never played a full season though. He's always been a backup. Oh yeah, and just keeps going back out there. I mean, yeah, he has had no wear and tear on his body. He's taken snaps in practice. Has taken so few hits in his career that yeah. he's just going to keep going forever and ever. I would. Why not? Yeah, if teams are still paying you. Keep going at it. Keep cashing those checks. And you're you're not going to get a concussion. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. And then, you know what? I mean, it could be like a Matt Flynn type of situation where he gets that one start and goes off and then a team pays him so much money the following year. And then he never takes a snap with that team either. Right. So, uh, yeah, he definitely is in line to make much more money in his uh, in his career. But, Andy, that's going to do it for us today oh. on the uh, on the show. Yeah. Another yeah, another quick episode here of uh, of Weekend Joe. A lot coming your way on ClabesOnline.com as we have the interview already up with Danny Meyer, uh, the founder of Shake Shack. Still plenty. Still uh, every single day we are putting out this day in Cardinal history and you're getting stories from Rick Hummel from Rick Horton, from Mike Shannon. We have Cardinal Audio, classic, old school Cardinal Audio coming up in this next week that you are going to want to hear uh, so much more as that segment, as that uh, presentation just keeps expanding week by week here on uh, on ClabesOnline.com. I know about ClabesOnline, and it's huge. It's, a, uh, it's one heck of a uh, website that we are working hard on building and bringing you more and more content. That's, uh, that's what it is. Glad to be uh, here, Joe. It's fun. Thank you for being a uh, a part of it. As we uh, as we keep growing, as we are uh, here on weekend, Joe, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura. The folks at Munganas St. Louis Acura, they are uh, wanting to make sure that they know, or that you know, that they are very appreciative of all of the uh, frontline workers and the first responders during these uh, during these times. And they are still letting, uh, they still have all those offers out there for the, uh, for the nurses, for the healthcare workers and providers out there. Give them a uh, look them up at 
at stlouisacura.com as they have free interior detail cleanings along with several other service specials, including uh, 10% off of all service and uh, other uh, great specials that include after-hour pickup and delivery at St. Louis Acura. That's Munganass, St. Louis Acura, stlouisacura.com. So for Andy Hanselman, I am Joe Roderick. We will talk to you again next Saturday right here exclusively on clavesonline.com. Have a great rest of your day.